Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. www.blacknationclub.com or facebook.com for today's topic is a black woman god or a bitch please feel free to call in and tell us how you feel or you can just listen and now let's get started is a black woman god is she a mere human? Or is she just plain evil? What are your thoughts? What are your experiences? For me, I've grown up thinking certain women in my family were pure evil, and other women in my family have been having sense. You hear some black men be great women, and then you hear of the black men who proclaim the black woman is God. You have other races who think black women are the best thing in the world, while some think black women are ugly, fat, and have attitudes and think that they are demons. So why don't you call in and let us know. I'd like to start by reading a few comments that I've seen online. Um, good and bad. They're, of course, about black women. <laughs> and... Um, some of them are pretty um, disgusting, actually. So um, I'll go ahead and uh, start reading this few. Um, one of the questions that was posed was, does anyone like black girls? And it's, someone has uh, put it, I swear it seems like every black guy I see is chasing all kind of girls except black ones. There's another comment, black girls are just gross. No racist. <laughs> I don't know how that could be. Um, they say they have horrible attitudes towards black guys. They get angry when you approach them. They're mostly always angry. It's a real turn off. I have a few more from actual black men 
um, says, I am black and don't want to associate with black girls at all. They have nasty attitudes and a loud mouth. F that. I'm a find me a real chick. <laughs> then black chicks aren't still. Of course, you have certain scholars out there who know and preach that the black woman has worth and that she, uh, they proclaim that she's a god, that she is the life giver. Um, so, I mean, you have both sides of the story. Let me see if I can um, find some, <laughs> some of the positive ones. It seems to be that most of them are not. Okay, um, we have one where black guy here, which is it's actually kind of positive, it's not so much, but black guy here, I like any girl I deem attractive. However, I hate the poor English-speaking ghetto hood-type black girls. However, I've noticed black girls are always the last girls to really be into me. Usually white and Latina girls are interested. I guess I'm not real enough for them anyway. I'd actually like to um, touch on that while we're waiting um, for the cue to come up. Um, for for men to say that um, black women, you know, don't like them and that they're not real, I would have to pose the question, um, who actually are you, the, the black girls that you're actually going after? I think, you know, you have to look at that. And, and and actually take a look and see, well, is the type of girl that you're going after, are you the type of guy that she would even be interested in, or is she even the type of woman that you should even be going after in the first place? So I think a lot of times when people um, talk, you know, neg- negatively about the opposite race, it's because they keep running into the type of person that, really isn't uh, compatible for them. And then they will like to um, blame the opposite race for their not being able to um, mate up with the opposite um, gender in their own race. So for, I mean, are you going after the women who would respect, you know, the type of man that you are? Or are you actually the type of man that you think that you are? <laughs> so, and I think that all goes on to how we view and treat other people and how, um, I'll say, the type of descriptions that we give about someone. So I think first, before before we say good or bad, what we think someone is, that we should first look at ourselves. Okay, you have um, a lot of other races who actually really love black women, and they um, they speak very highly of black women, and so that's actually being used to turn black women, you know, outside of the race because men in the uh, opposite or other races 
they don't have a problem with uh, thinking that the black woman is God or that the black woman is a God or that the black woman has any type of value. There's an article up about, in particular, um, why do the Italian men love black women? And, of course, um, there's people commenting about how, you know, how the Italian men love black women. And, of course, to me, that means nothing because in every race you have someone who who likes um, who likes black women, you know, or who doesn't like black women. So you have, you know, Italian men who love black women who think they're beautiful and gorgeous, and then you have some who think they're monkeys. So to me, to bring up um, something about another race really to me has no merit or anything. But to show how um, in our own race it's definitely hard, it seems, for the black woman to be praised within our own race and and that it's it seems that we are being drawn towards other races. And um like the movie um oh, I forget the movie, uh, I believe her name is Tiana the Disney movie. Even though she's, you know, considered a black princess, her love interest isn't. But he treats her as such. And, you know, he gives her support and, um, you know, tells her how lovely she is and everything. So what are your thoughts? Okay. Um, Caller, 562-9303, if you'd like to go ahead and chime in, you're on the air. Caller from the 560 area code? Last, last four, nine, three, zero, three. Yes, hey, how are you doing? Hey. Hey, I was listening to, you know, just chiming in. And, um, oh, first off, my name is Tiana. I'm calling from the Phoenix area from Long Beach Telephone. And um, okay. I love this topic, uh, black women and the different aspects and different races when it comes to us. And I'm speaking at the room full of uh, black women myself right now with two black males, and we are very, um, <laughs> you know, getting heated with the conversation. Where can we start? Where oh, are we wow. going to start, group? Well, we can start with what I said, but I don't like to hear it. If you could maybe put it on speaker and have your, your other uh, guests speak a little louder so that we all may hear. Okay, my name is Simone. I'm from the Phoenix area. And my problem is when a black man just, they're not, they're not attracted to black women at all. They're, they have statements to the effect of, especially living in Arizona as far as I just don't date black women or I'm just not attracted to black women. That's where my problem comes in. And I just want to know, like, where does that kind of stem from? Hello? She didn't go. She don't care where you're from. No, it's still. It's still mine. You guys are on a real show. I love you for. 
Okay, it looks like I got disconnected, but I'm back. <laughs> All right, so um, caller, if you could call in, uh, call back in. We'd love to have you continue. In the meantime, um, we'll go back to the article that I was checking out, okay? And we'll go ahead and uh, read some of it from it. Okay. Um, it says, there is a stereotype that black women are prostitutes or something like that. Anyway, just ignore that. Have fun. Another comment is, I'm a mixed-race woman married to an Italian living in northern Italy, and I can tell your skin color does not matter to them. So we have websites like this where, once again, you know, black women are being praised by other men, and it, it's, not, it's really not a problem. And I would love for our black men to call in and let us know if you praise us or if you think we really are just evil. Me, you know, being a black woman myself, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay, the caller has called back in. So, caller, as soon as you're ready, you're on the air. Yeah, you're on the air. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're on the air. Yeah, this Donna, this Donovan Clark's talking, um, and I'm a black man myself, a single black man at that, a father and working man at that, and. It's not that I don't like black women. It's just I don't understand their priorities sometimes. It seems like their priorities just confuse up a little bit, maybe because of their past experience and everything, or maybe what the man could do for them or whatever. But sometimes black women isn't always going for what's actually needed in life and everything. It's just for temporarily things, and that's one thing I don't understand. Why go with somebody that could give something temporarily instead of somebody that could make something work for a long run? Okay, so you're saying you believe, for the most part, that black women's priorities are wrong, that they're messed up? Well, I, I, I see it like sometimes like they like to take the easy way out. They like to work with what they could have temporarily instead of something they could work with long term. Okay, like, so as in, would you say, like, men, for example, like, as in uh, you feel like black women, they'll notice the, the man who looks good right now instead of the man who, you know, who'll look great in five years? Yes. Okay. Um, now, do you think that that's only something that is particular to black women, or do you think that that would be women, um, period? Well, my highest interest is in black women, that that's why I felt that way. So you're saying your because interest isn't? Um, you said it's not black women. No, my interest isn't black women, but my interest isn't black women. But the women, the black women that I'm interested in, isn't interested in the type of man that I am. Why? And what what do you what is the type of man that you think you are? Well, me, <laughs> like I said, I'm just a hard-working, single father that's that doing stuff, that doing everything he can for just me and my son and waiting for a strong black woman to stand there with me, supporting me in my every move, just like I would do for her. But if I can't do it okay, right then um, and there, then it, is that a problem? Okay, I can ask you this, this question. What, what type of women uh, do you normally go after or where do you normally meet them? That's a good question. That's a good question. Well, well, it's it, well, it, it's di- it different. It's different places because 
me honestly, I like a good I like a woman with a good head on her shoulders, like somebody that's educated, that that like that know the street life, but that's still like educated at the same time. Like, like I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. Like the way I want If you're if you're if you're not involved in a relationship right now, the last woman that you were involved with, where did you meet her? Oh no. Um, I actually met her at Taco Bell. Actually, met her at Taco, at Taco Bell. Bell. What, what attracted you to her? Her face. She had a pretty face. She had a pretty face. Okay. How was she dressed? Huh? How was she dressed? Yeah. Like what uh, she, she dressed she like? Had, Go ahead. She had like she had like some jeans, a nice button up, uh, a snapback hat with braids coming down. And then, like, she, yeah, she was like a casual dresser. A casual dresser. Okay, and did that relationship end well with you, or uh, are you still together? No. You're not still oh, together? Oh, no, it didn't work. It didn't work because um, I found out that um, she had three kids, three different daddies, oh. and, and no, they nowhere to be found and everything. And, like, I figured, I like, like I felt bad for her, but I thought out about it, so I tried to like stay there and make it work and everything, like help her out with her and her kids, trying to make them as, make them feel welcome because I know they didn't have like a role model as a man there, so I tried to set a good example and everything, but it didn't work out the way I wanted it to because she wanted more for herself instead of what is needed, so okay. that's why I got thrown so- off. Okay, so that actually brings up a good point um, that you made with um, how you found out things later. And that's another uh, thing that I like to bring up um, with relationships is that sometimes we rush into a relationship without knowing the person. And it's really not something that we think about because it's always pushed in our face, as in in movies and TVs, you know, of course, in the media. Even on the streets, you know, and people we know, of course, they perpetuate um, you know, the 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 idea of, you know, there really not being any time in between someone meets someone to the time either they're being physically intimate or, you know, they're calling each other, you know, their mate. So sometimes, you know, we get a little uh, upset and uh, later on when we find out something about someone, when we ourselves didn't do our own due diligence. And and then we'll try to stay and make a relationship work, you know, because we might feel a certain way, and that only adds to the problem. It really doesn't actually help, you know, trying to say, well, I'm going to at least try to work it out. So I feel like we should take time first and actually learn these people, and that will actually save us a whole lot of headache. And I feel like we don't have to keep going back and forth, you know, blaming each other like, oh, you know, black men aren't anything and black women aren't anything because neither nobody has dated a million people. And I think black people were at, what, 40 million or something like that? So, you know, we haven't even dated a million of the opposite sex. So there's so many more people out there, and we judge a whole gender of a race off of a few idiots who we dated, which we could have, you know, probably – um, avoided that whole situation if we had to just taken a little time, you know, to get out of it. Um, there, there was a, a young woman speaking earlier when the phone got cut off. If I could get her to uh, finish what she was saying, if you don't mind. Oh, 
That was me, Simone. Um, I was just saying that the problem, the statement that I have living in Arizona, I come across a lot of black men that say that they're just not attracted to black women at all. They don't want to give black women a try. Um, if there was if there was a room between if there was a room for a black woman, white woman, and Mexican women, black women just would not get any play from them. And I don't know if that's just living in Arizona or where's that stemming from. Is it the culture that's in Arizona or where's that coming from, really? I actually you think to just the culture off. that it's coming from is the media, of course. And really everything that stems from the media because, uh, once again, like the movies that we watch, the TV shows that we watch, the songs that we hear, they all, they all influence us. And if we don't think that we get influenced by the media or that we can be influenced by the media, then you actually shouldn't participate in anything that the media does because when we go to movie theaters, you know, if, we, if the movie didn't make us laugh, if it's a comedy movie and it didn't make us laugh, we're mad. So we want a movie to be able to provoke, you know, emotion or influence us or, you know, have, make us think a certain way. So I actually believe that it is the, the propaganda that's being pushed, one, to um, degrade black women and, two, to separate black men from black women, of course, so that our strong race can die out because if you notice, you see that it's nothing but, you know, um, interracial this, interracial that, you know, um, something, you know, the movie Something New, they had a few versions of that with men and with women. Um, so it's, we're highly promoted to be pushed with other races, but when it comes to each other, you know, you have the Tyler Perry movies where mm-hmm. um, black men and black women <laughs> really aren't too, you know, good to each other. So it's all it's all to me in the uh, in the media and how it's it's pushed out because in the seventies you know we were calling each other brother and sister and hey you know how are you doing and you know I love you and <laughs> all this togetherness and peace and love and harmony yeah and it's so, so funny I, I because the same okay. the same the same men or the same kind of men that are going around saying that they're not attracted to black women, because I recently went natural. I'm one month completely natural, by the way. And I get compliments. I've been getting way more positive compliments than negativity that I have about me going natural. And it's coming from the same guys that are saying that they're not attracted to black women, but when they see my hair or they see that I'm going natural, they're very supportive of that. So maybe is it that maybe us black women need to embrace ourselves as being black women so that black men can embrace us as black women? I definitely agree with that, yes. It definitely makes sense. I believe that, first of all, for anyone to be loved or to be appreciated or to be respected, you must first have confidence in yourself, okay? So with you having confidence in yourself, that's saying the way that I came out, I look amazing no matter what anybody else says. So the way that we came out, of course, is with our natural hair. So if we, if we want black men to love us and respect us and to pay attention to us, we need to stop giving beauty credit to these other races. And what I mean by beauty credit is I mean let's stop 
try to bleach our skin to look lighter so that we can say lighter skin, whiter skin is prettier than darker skin. Let's stop trying to bleach our hair lighter to say that a lighter um, shade of hair is more beautiful than my darker hair. Let's stop pressing our hair and perming our hair and saying straight hair is more beautiful than kinky hair. We're the ones who's saying it. You know, if we're not the ones promoting it, nobody else is. It's only us. We're the ones who say, no, 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 this kinky hair that I was born with isn't good enough for me and that a black man won't think I'm beautiful unless I have straight hair. And so if we push that out, they're going to believe that. And if we keep pushing it out, then they're just why don't I just get the real thing? Why don't I just get the woman who actually naturally has the straight hair? Why don't I get the woman who naturally has the lighter skin? And I'm not going to say it's, it's too much of our fault um, that we we do that way, but because, of course, it's been indoctrinated in us since, you know, our great 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 grandparents, you know, have been told uh that they were mm-hmm. slaves and, and accepted mm-hmm. it. But now we live in an age of information and we can find out so many amazing things about ourselves and, and to have pride about ourselves and righteously so that we actually need to stand up and be proud and say, you know what, I don't care if a black man or any other man thinks that I'm ugly with my natural hair, this is my natural hair, and I'm not going to feel ashamed about it. Mm-hmm. So first we have to start promoting our own beauty before we can make anyone else see our beauty, because as long as we keep saying our beauty is not good enough, as long as we keep trying to hide it, then they will agree. You know, if I put a, a, an item on the shelf and um, – it was my item that I made, and then I put someone else's item on the shelf, and then everyone who walked by, I said, hey, this item is better than my item. Well, which item do you think they're going to buy? They're going to buy the True. item that I'm selling them is better. So first of all, we have to fix that before we can even get mad at somebody else for saying that we're not beautiful enough. We have our responsibility, too. Okay. Any, any other comments? That was right. Right on point. Hey, this is uh, Kiana. <laughs> hey, I have a no. Just listening to everybody's um different topics and point of views, and just bringing it back to the um the subject of why black men, like certain black women, or that black women in general, do not um, find them attractive or find them as good a um, mate. And with that being said, I'm a dark-skinned woman, and I'm from a very city life. I'm from L.A. County, so there's a lot of different races mixed in. I went to an international high school, like, where there's 100 different races. And I was always told that I had to compete within my race. So if I'm a black woman, i got to be better than this black woman. So I'm on top of every woman. Then we could all compete of all the top women of their race, and we're going to compete as one just on the top level. So I have to get my weave really nice and long because if I'm the top of my black, then I'm once I'm there, I got to beat this Mexican girl or I got to beat this Asian girl, and she has long hair. So I got to get the long hair and I got to get the, the fake eyelashes to really make my eyes pop. That's high school, people dressing certain ways because now you're wearing makeup, you know, and everybody wears makeup, so now you're wearing less clothes because now you just need some attention. It's all about who could get the most attention. That's what... I was 
taught in high school as competing with female friends. This is why I don't mess with females because it's not even about that. Who has time for that? But with that being said, doing all of this, still trying to be the best woman I could be or being taught that, I was still told that I wasn't good enough for a black man. Still told that black man look at me and say, oh, you're dark skin. Hello? And how does that, how do, yeah, how does that make you feel, like, um, you how does it make you feel, like, I mean, as, a, as a black woman hearing your own black men say that or feel or uh, approach you as in that, you know, you don't, you're not good enough for them? And then watching TV, like, Boy Meets World, I only see white girls. So it's kind of like, oh, okay, I get it. I understand. But the other races, the white boys and the Mexican guys, the little Asian dudes, it's like, dude, you're beautiful. You know, and with the black guys, though, I do think that as a young age, for the ignorant guys that I went to high school with, saying that my dark skin was ugly because it made me just, like, forget it. I don't want to compete no more. I'm going to just be me. If I'm going to be told I'm ugly when I'm doing my very best, I'm going to wear my natural hair. I'm going to wear the clothes that I feel makes me comfortable, not sexy. And with that, the other races is like, dang, you're different. You look like a real black person. Can I touch your hair? I got that so much. Can I touch your hair? I want to touch Okay, it. can I ask you, you brought up the hair thing, can I ask you a question about that? When they um, ask you, can they touch your hair, what are your thoughts and what do you say? I love it. Sure. Touch my hair. Because the way, what I was told that white girl's hair was banging. So you want to touch my kinky hair? You want to feel how soft it is? See how it springs back? It looks so short, but when you pull it, it gets you like another inch or two. They love it. They love it. It made me appreciate myself. Like, really? Okay, so they wanted to touch your hair, show that um, to you that they had an interest in your hair, and then that made you, you know, feel, you know, a little special, whatever, because they gave you attention. Everyone loves attention, of course. Everybody Um, loves attention. Now, with me, with the, the touching of the hair, I don't, really like that because I feel it's offensive. I feel like I'm not an animal or a pet or something, you know, or something abnormal for you to be asking me to touch my freaking hair, you know, especially if I don't know you. No, but I see, what's that? I see all different races touch touch other people's hair. It's like, oh, your hair is soft or, oh, your hair is straight. Well, how did you get your these curls like that? They'll pick it up and bounce it in their hands. So when somebody is Doing it to me, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is my natural hair. My hair could do this. Please see, this is evidence. And now, like, now you see okay. this movement of of black girls. Let me ask um, you this. Doing that. Um, what, what do you think about black men? Now, that's what I was saying. Um, I've appreciate my black man. I was coming to a time that I just did not care for him at all. I would blink put my nose up to the air to them. My black men and this generation has told me and showed me a lot about myself and in my culture. And how can I have children and say that I'm a black woman but put my black man down? Mm-hmm. How can yeah, I say I that totally we're a black woman? I, I feel like I um, for, for either one of us uh, in our race, to down the other one actually makes us look really stupid as an individual because 
for for me being a black woman, if I down a black man, well, of course my father is black, and then my grandfather is black, and then my great grandfather is black, and then my uncles who I love are black, and my brother is black, and then if I, you know, have children, of course as a black woman, and my children are gonna, my sons are gonna be black. So how could I down mm-hmm. ever down a black man? Same for, um, you know, a black man downing a black woman, especially, which is one of the points that I want to make is that um, the woman has the mitochondria DNA, and the woman can pass her genes, uh, her DNA to um, her son and her daughter, while the man can only pass it just to his son. So that right there lets you know that the woman actually is pretty important and the life giver. So for you to down the black woman, that actually is you downing your uh, origin which makes, you know, you look stupid because now you're saying you come from nothing. But that is what is still being taught today, even in the music that we listen to. Women ain't nothing but hoes and bitches. Sorry. That's just what, and that's what I'm saying as that needs to be changed. But um, back to the topic of why I'm being a dark-skinned woman, why other men who are dark-skinned felt me as being disgusting, like that skin color is ugh. Okay, let me let me check and see if we have any more men on the line. So if I could put you on hold, I'd love to bring you back on it and get some more of your views, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. All right, so we're going to go to caller. The area code is 972, last four, 9916. Absolutely. What's going, what's going on, Queens? I want to give a big salute to y'all. All the queens that's listening and that's um, hosting the show right now. Oh well, thank Salute. you very much. I appreciate it. Salute. Um, I pretty much um, what I want to say. <laughs> I know you guys well, got your show to do whatever. Well, first, can we get your name and where you're from? Uh, my name is Demarcus. I'm from Dallas. Okay. I'm from Dallas. Um, I pretty much, you know, I want to agree. The question is: Is the black woman God, or she's, or she, you know, the B word? Um. I, she's absolutely hundred percent. That yeah, that too. But I get into it with a lot of my my uh, my brothers, my black brothers, is because I say the woman is God. The woman is God. I mean, when you look at um, I may go over over everybody's head, but I just want to say, if you look up the Pope and all the other people that that the big time preachers or whatever you want to call them, they all bow down to the Black Madonna, which is something everybody can yes, look I've up. Yeah, I've seen that. My in my case, the black woman has always been God. My grandmother was always my God. She never had a Bible in the house. She never told me about Jesus. She just lived her life as a happy person. She was always my God in my eyes. And that's why I always say and will forever say the black woman is the God to me. Um, nowadays what you find is a lot of, um, like you guys were alluding to, the Tyler Perry movies and stuff like that. I'm like real sick. I think the guy has talent, but I'm real sick and tired of seeing all these black women getting put down and us brothers we getting put down in these movies and on media um, I mean, like, all the time, and they strip us That's of everything. We, said, we actually support it. This man has made millions of dollars off of us and created his own studio off of uh, degrading us to each other and to the world. And I, and, I, and, I, and I hate that we're supporting this, like, 12 Years a Slave. Like, all the three main characters in the movie, all the three brothers are all married to a white woman. You know what I'm saying? And, yes, I have well, a problem I with interracial dating. Yeah, you like, well, you you don't, you're not missing nothing. You're not missing nothing. It's the same old. They got more. They got more slavery movies in the chamber. Like, I mean, you're not and, missing anything. And you know what? 
and that's actually what I why I actually chose to miss the movie is because I'm actually tired of uh, all these slave movies coming out. They act like you know we can't be reminded enough that we used to be slaves, and we never we don't get to see where we originated from before we were slaves in any type of media. All the time, they just really it's it's pretty much like an unspoken you know, I don't want to say like law in Hollywood, but for lack of a better, you know, term or whatever, that pretty much where you show black people starting in in life and period in history is slavery. So that we subconsciously just think, okay, yeah, we weren't anything before slaves and we started as slaves, so now we have to pull ourselves up out of this low, you know, origin that we have and it's on us to do it, you know, so... No, I I I chose to miss that movie. Yeah, you did you did you did, you did right, and I think I got I got into it like with my teacher, well not my teacher, but my child's teacher because they was teaching they teach us early in school about slavery, and I was saying my my you know my son is not going to support Christopher Colon, which is Christopher Columbus, that was his real name Colon, and he wouldn't have found America if it wasn't for the Africans that gave him the mouth. So I had to run Correct. that whole history down to her. You know what I'm saying, and you know. And wasn't That's his scout um, an African too? Who's that? Wasn't his scout the one he had on the ship with him? Wasn't he African also? Yes, yes, absolutely. They were. They were. Yeah. And it's funny how all the hurricanes come from. They, they go to slave like the the, the the way the slave trade was um, was made. It's funny how all hurricanes start from Africa, and they go on up the coast, <laughs> or they go wherever they go. That is definitely true. You know what I mean? But and, and I think ancestors. your co-host that too. And your co-host, I know she said um, her hair is natural. Man, I salute that. Mm-hmm. I, I really I appreciate women that wear their natural hair. Don't use that creamy crack because that do help thyroid cancer come about. It's the creamy crack. Like, that's what I call it. Like, I hate all of the, what, what they call it, the um, the perms and all that. It's killing my young women. Like, we got to stop Oh, that. yes, definitely. I, I heard yeah. um, an interview with a, um, oh, I forgot what it's called, a mortician, and um, he was a student, actually, and he was saying how they had to work on the bodies of these black women, and they had, uh, when they um, took off or, you know, did the autopsy or whatever, it was like, I don't know, so for some reason they had to deal with the, the, the brain or the skull, and it was like green stuff on there, and they were, like, trying to figure out where it was, and, you know, the guy was like, oh, you know, of course it has to be perms, you know, that's what black women are putting on their hair all the time. So it's actually more um, damaging than we think. Exactly. And just to close out, you know, as for all the black men that's listening to the show right now, we got to do better to uplift our black women. I mean, we got to stop promoting. I know this is easier said than done, but we got to stop promoting the strip clubs, all this crap music that's down in our women, uh, the, watching these movies. Like, we got to do better. We say we conscious, but act conscious, man. We got to stop downgrading these women because it really it's not all on them. It starts with us, too, as brothers. Like, we got to stop doing this, man. Like, for real, definitely us, they got daughters. We have nieces. Yeah. I know we got that. You know what I'm saying, but we got to stop doing that, and we got to uplift these black women and stop playing games. And um, and and you know that's pretty much all I got to say. Well, thank you, King. I, I, I appreciate you calling in, and I appreciate your uplifting words. No, no problem. All right. So in the room, we actually um, have some comments in here, and I'd like to go ahead and read one. This one is from. Uh, what's his name? General Awesome Official, he asked, why not, why not find white guys who like black girls? Well, 
I'll actually um, answer that question with me being a black woman. Um, I'm not into white men, so I don't really care if a white man likes, you know, black girls, as he put it. Um, That's not what I'm looking for. That's not what I'm interested in. That's not what I want my family lineage to be. So I actually don't feel like I need to find a white man who likes a black woman. I don't feel any black woman needs to find a white man or any other man who likes black women because I actually feel that there are enough black men out here who love black women and who do uplift black uh, women just like the last caller. Um, And I've met a lot of black men in person. So to say that, um, I think that really it's pretty much just propaganda to say that, oh, a lot of black men do not like black women. All the men in my well, I'm not going to say all. I'm going to say most of the men in my family. There's a couple of people there who, you know, they have black women and they made it with black women and have black wives and you know they love black women. So I don't actually think that that's necessary. Okay, we're going to go to another caller. Um, caller area code nine one eight last four nine five two four. You're on the air. Hey, hello, everybody. My name is Ade. I'm from uh, hey, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street. It ain't Black Wall Street no more. I just want to let everybody know that T.R. Walker is a personal friend of mine that I've been associated with for the last year, and she's uh, endowed herself greatly with uh, starting this show and starting her life and recreating it back around. So she's done really well. So I want to give her congratulations to her personally. And both Thank you. Indeed. Well, uh, since the topic at hand is, is our women, black women, uh, God or bitch? Well, you know, the bitch part goes off of personalities, goes off of what, where the cultural location stems from. And, but to really just get to the point, I mean, the original woman is God naturally. If you want to deal with the divine word, that is God. As far as being the original creatrix, the mother creator. We are endowed with her melanin. We are surrounded by her melanin for the fact that we go outside at night. We are within her womb. So we are in her outer space, you know, and we come from her, whether it's directly or indirectly, from races that mix on down to, you know, the white man and woman we see on the street. And for the fact that you have a, you know, your cohort is the original man and you have your woman, do you think that that is a mistake? on why God would make something so similar together, something separate but so equal. You know, the fact that you can create the understanding of the child from that. You know, so you got to use more philosophy in your common sense rather than just book read. Because a lot of people take in their childhood issues from their own egotistical perspective, and they read from their own jump street. You know, they read from where they're from, you know. So you got to go with more like the journey of knowledge, Turning it, turning it into wisdom, rather, than just focusing on what author or who you can quote. You've you got to really ingest this information. So when you, when you see a woman acting out because the man ratchet the woman out, understand that the man is the first runner of any community, village, neighborhood, continent, empire. So if he's leading a country or an empire or his neighborhood and he's not making it comfortable for her, for her to wake up in and go to sleep in, same thing with the child that she bores, or has been, you got to understand that it will be the man's fault. I mean, everybody want to man up, but when you man down and somebody man up to you and you man it down, you don't want to hear it. 
you know, this is why the destruction of the community has started with us, because we allowed these people into our realms, because we've never seen something as hideous as a pale-faced cockatoo. We didn't know how to handle it, but it's still about a choice. Where do we end up at and where do we screw up? We know where we were going. You know, you know we got historical facts of that, or what we say is historical facts, depending on whatever anybody sees as truth. But everybody needs to find their own truth about what seems as poised as anybody having common sense generally, you know. The black woman is original. Everybody comes from her. So, you know, to deal with the personality of that is just what it is, but, you know, to deal with her primordial essence, you know, you know, to deal with her womb or her femininity or, you know, how dark-skinned women are not really shared on TV with dark-skinned men. You got to know that there's propaganda. We know that we don't own the Internet. We don't own the media. You know, we don't own Facebook, and we all own it all the time, Twitter, you know. Instagram, which I don't use personally, but so I mean, just from my experiences, I know how it feels to see a man be abused by a woman. You know, I've had my father in my life all my life, but he didn't have a lot of time to spend his uh, uh, his growing up and his learning and his teachings on me because he was busy dealing with my mother and the other members of my family. I've seen relationships crumble because of the intention was ineffective. And it wasn't based off any truth. But we don't have a village no more. But I'm not going to die on my woman. You know, I understand her, her humanity, especially in the age of death. That is the Kali Yuga, which is the goddess of death in East India, which is Kush, which is our shit. So, you know, niggeros really just got to get their shit together. Stop blaming your flowers. Stop blaming your woman for it. You know, she needs to woman up and make her decisions why she's here in the physical. But on the soul level, we understand our purpose. If you understand the role of man in womanhood, you, you understand the intention of man creates the seed and the woman sprouts it to manifest. So you got to really ground our women in earth like she's supposed to be. You know, she's the throne we rest on as we go outside, as we plant our feet on her. So it, it automatically should be a respectful relationship between us. So to build her and build on top of her should be the focus, but you shouldn't lose focus because of your, you know, you know, your childhood memories of what she done to you or you being raised in a single-parent uh, household where she may have abused you or said things that you didn't like to see or maybe women that done you wrong, that's still personal experiences. I mean, you human, you have your right to voice your experience, and that's fine. But understand that the intention is to build from that, is to, you know, create a lack of your lack of humanity and improve the lack of humanity that you do or do not understand. Now, I'm just here to be very humble and not deal with dates and places and deal with just, you know, the common sense. I mean, however common your sense is versus mine, you know, that's just for you to know and, you know, just for me to respectfully listen to. We're just having a dialogue and a discussion. I don't debate. I don't argue. I just want to understand. So that's my sole purpose. Well, that's that's actually some good points that you made. And um, one thing that I would like to add is about with the man being the head of the household, um, two things with that, because one, I agree that the man should be the head of the household, and the reason why I do believe that is because men are our protection. So that's, that's I guess it's like a two-part thing um, with that, that they should be the head of the household because, though, um, of the protection. And I feel like um, we both, as sexes, we both have our weak sides and our strong sides. I feel like women, we are definitely... 
uh, much stronger mentally, and I believe that men are stronger than women physically. So mm-hmm. and it goes hand in hand with agree. how the woman. Yeah, I don't agree. Yeah, it goes hand in hand. Um, yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah, go ahead. Now, so I'm definitely listening. I'm sorry, I like to interject, but I'm listening. Oh no, no, you can go ahead. I was uh, wondering if you could hear me. Go ahead. Well, I always like to put it, not just based on experience, but this just goes to research, that the woman's realm is definitely spirit. The spirit is man. Man came from spirit to being the physical. So he's better logically with building and providing what he builds into or on top of And the woman is better of making that home with, with which he builds as an adaptation of that. So, you know, if, if man creates a home, she creates the culture within the home. You know, um, if a man needs to be mentally mature to do these things, he needs to be mentally mature to at least respect his woman for creating the home that he's created for her and how she makes the home. But I, I always say that the woman is the realm of the heart and the man is the realm of the mind. You know, That's why there's a difference between dark matter, which is melanin, and dark energy, which is melanin. Man is dark energy, spirit, sun, light. Woman is dark matter, you know, you know the dark earth, uh, what manifests the light, just like what a man, you know, secretes his sperm and semen, semen inside a woman. The sperm already has the essence of that creature or that entity, and she processes that. She molds that into what she manifests, what she's the best at. She, she's best at creating or recreating something that's already created or building out of something that the ideas are already shared, like within the house or within the community. So my essence is because she's an emotional creature, doesn't mean that she's a weak creature. Just because the man is stronger doesn't mean that she's weak. He just has the realm of the physical because she's already that. She's, so like the balance is provided for the fact that she is an earth's physical creature, that, she, that her realm is the heart or the spirit. And since he is already spirit, you know, in the body on earth, his realm is the physical, because she's already that. And since he's already spirit, she's that. So I always like to operate from, uh, I guess, a common philosophy from what I learned from the ancestors, whether, it's do it, whether it has to deal with uh, dream work or self-work or conversations I've had like from other people, just my observations has been that, you know, it has to be a balance of both. One can't be weaker and the other one can't pick the other person up from that weakness, you know, that's why we, we don't just counter each other. We, we make each other whole. That's why it just makes sense for men. There's just a science for the fact that when you are with your man or with your woman, how that just complements each other perfectly. So whatever weaknesses in estrogen that he may have, she picks him up on that. Or testosterone that she may not have, he picks her up on that. So that's all. Okay. Just want to make um, to add. No problem. Thank you for adding that. Once again, that was very good insight. Uh, but I actually feel that um, that, that is the complement of a man and a woman, is that the woman is strong mentally and that the man is strong physically. To me, I feel it's like a yin-yang thing. But to mm. finish um, the idea that I was uh, pushing is that men, men love to clean the head of household. And, um, you know, they love to have the power that comes along with that title of being the head of the household. But, but men, to me, don't like the responsibility 
of being the head of the household because with power comes responsibility. And with Yes, that is true. And I feel like one of those responsibilities is to protect the black woman. And I feel there's a few ways, you know, that black men um, have failed with protecting the black woman. And no, I'm not calling black men out because I feel there are a few ways that women have failed black men. So, we need to be called out. So, we call go ahead. Yeah. I said we need to be called so, out. Um, yeah. And, and the way that I feel that black men have felt with protecting black women is, one, um, like I said, with the man being the head of the household, yes, you should put your foot down and, you know, have your woman respect you. And, see, one of the things that men don't realize, because me, I'm a very, very, very strong woman. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a very strong woman. But I also do not have a problem with being subservient to a man. But I have to respect him and I have to trust him. Those are the two major things that men need to have for women to be subservient to them and to respect them as the head of the household. If I cannot respect you as a man and if I do not trust you, you know, to make great decisions and everything, I'm not going to place myself up under you. And I feel that that men, first of all, if they want to be considered the head of the household, before they mate with a woman, they should find out if that woman feels the same way. If she does not, just save your seed until you find someone else. Same for women. If you cannot find a man that you respect enough to be subservient under and to have him be the head of the household, save yourself until you do find someone. Guarantee you will. A lot of times we may miss the person who we're with because we're in a relationship already with someone who we're not supposed to be with. And then, you know, we like to generalize things and then blame, you know, a whole broad range of people for mistakes that we made ourselves and that could have been easily avoided. Yeah. That's perfect. And, again, it goes into complementary aspects of both aspects of this man and woman. As long as a woman respects a man for his essence, not just his job for providing and protecting, but what it means to be that. You know, like certain things that a man does not know in his current human form in 2014, doesn't mean subconsciously he doesn't work that way. So, again, we can claim things based off knowledge, but in his hidden wisdom, he's going to act out his actions, his natural actions. Same thing with the woman. You cannot treat a delicate flower like it's not a delicate flower. You cannot treat a man as if he's trying to conquer something that you claim he should already have. And if you're with him, you're already playing a role in that. So you've got to respect God on both sides. Other than that, it's a respect to yourself and God, him, herself, herself, himself. So uh, people just got to really deal with their humanity, you know, like the molestation issue. Like, you know, like, like, like let's get into all that later on, not right now. But I'm just saying, like, people got to deal with their humanity from when they grow up to when they get grown. A lot of people take all that hurt and pain and then subject themselves into advanced topics and subjects like this, and that need not apply at all. You, know, you need to apply yourself to yourself first before you apply yourself all over the world about information, and you say that you act on something that you don't understand because you're already hurt. So you got a lot of hurt humans out there that you can't base you know, some of these general terms that we're using because people haven't generally defeated themselves or their darkness before they get to their light. You know, to be enlightened. You know what? Uh, to, to add on what you're saying, if I may so um, interject, um, because you, you spoke on something uh, that made me think about, you know, the angry black men that I see. 
And usually those are the ones who are degrading black women. And yeah. um, and they're very, 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 very vocal about it. And I notice it's yeah. the ones who are who are unsuccessful. You know, it's the unsuccessful yeah. angry black man. And they like so to they like anyone who Yes, and anyone who is unsuccessful, they don't like to accept responsibility, so they choose to blame others. Now, when you're a black man, um, the, the, the only person beneath you is either a child or a woman in the terms of the family um, hierarchy. So, of course, if he wants to blame someone else and he doesn't have anyone else to blame, of course, it'll be the woman. And then, of course, once he blames the woman, of course, the woman is not just going to sit there and, you know, take that blame. So she's going to attack back, and then so once she attacks back, oh, now, you know, she's evil. And I, then like, the, house, the house is fatigued from a loss of stamina, from a loss of love and respect in the whole role-playing uh, session that we spoke about just like a minute ago. So, you know, that, that deals with the fact that, you know, we understand that original man did a lot of original scenes as man. I mean, there's nothing more masking as a so-called black man or more man, if you want to play with semantics, we can do that. I'm not going to do that all day. And same thing with an original woman. I mean, just, just to say that she's true femininity is the truth. To say that he's true masculinity is the truth. So nowadays when you bring it to, into this day, the college, you could, the age of death or family versus family, sometimes you can find friends better than you can find a family member to be family with. And, uh, you know, you got brothers and sisters killing each other and, uh, you know, people uh, putting their babies in microwaves and cockers oh, was ruling yeah. the planet, which is very odd, which is a very recessive idea to let something unidealistic rule a planet that doesn't like it. So, again, it goes into the original man's fault. So when you see how he's lost himself, his land, his nobility, you know, even his love for his woman, you can see how he's just out here ratcheting women, the world out, and he's letting these things happen in that he's angry for what he's done. It's like he's attacking himself or attacking his household, you know. And, you know that's why they have yes. a lot of And we all know that a house divided cannot stand. And that's why yeah. most of our, you know, houses are divided right now is because, well, and then also, too, we're in an age right now to where uh, we want new, new, new. We know no one wants to really fix anything. If your phone breaks, you know, you just go to the, the mobile store and get you a new yeah. one. You know, no one really goes to repair stops anymore. So yeah. it's like instead yeah. of repairing your relationship now, like how it used to be, we go around and say, hey, I don't need this dude, I don't need this chick, and then we go and get someone else instead of just saying, hey, let's just hang in there for the long haul <laughs> and see how yeah. this works out. Because yeah. like, our, our, our great, great, great grandparents, they didn't have that option, you know, to mm-hmm. be like, oh, yeah, well, I, you know, I'm just going to go get some other dude. Because, you know, we had a family system to where if someone broke up, first of all, the whole family is trying to get in together and say, hey, you know, what's going on? You guys need to talk, you know, and, you know, they try to bring the family together if it even gets to that. But then if the family does separate, if you try to go look for someone else, especially really quick, the family would look at you like, what are you doing? You know, and you're pretty much going to be shunned in the family. Now a case is just, you know, people are used to seeing their family members with someone new, you know, popping up all the time. And I'm not even going to lie, you know, I used to have that mindset where I was like, oh, this nigga tripping? <laughs> you know, I'm gone. Like, whatever, I don't need this. You know, but I, I'm older now, you know, and I realize that that's not the way to go, you know, that maybe I should, if, if that's the case, 
I should have never been with him in the first place, and I should have sat down before I got with him and, and, you know, see if this was the person who I should be with. And once again, like I said, that really would stop a lot of our problems if we just yeah. assess the person who we are hooking up with yeah. in the first place. Read them, yeah. It's like you read any book. And we, and we, like, yeah, we need yeah. to do a self-assessment, too, because sometimes we're not who we should be. We might think that we're on point and we are nowhere near it. You know, and I did that for myself, too. I took a lot of time out and looked at myself, and I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm exactly what I, what I am, you know, because if, if that was the case, I would be here and I would be there, you know. So sometimes you have to take a look at yourself, and I did a lot of work on myself, and I'm actually really proud yeah, I, of you know, my we've had our conversations. Yeah, we, we've had our conversations, but that was just us. Of course, you had many other dozens and months and times to actually get into yourself without my knowledge, but I know you've been working on yourself passionately. This is why this is the product of your work, you know, and, it, and it's great work at that. So much appreciative, you know, for my points to be airing the waves right now, just to spit common sense without just spitting at anybody that's listening. You know, that's definitely not what I'm doing. I'm just here to share because I'm someone that has shared a lot with myself to feel like if I call in, I got to make sure that what I share is gold, maybe silver, but I don't want it to be inauthentic. It's pretty much what I'm saying, but, you know, like you got to just, you know, just, just just mind me, y'all, that I'm I'm just, or maybe I'm too old for some people, just 26 years young, uh, other than being on the block, like with other young Negroes doing whatever hustling stakes they trying to stake themselves up at, I was just in a house observing all of it by choice because I was scared, you know. You know I was angry at for other reasons, not just because, uh, you know, I didn't have my daddy around, which I did, but even though he was like more like a ghost around me, and actually around me, like tangible, like conversation, meetings, you know, conventions. We didn't do that because, like I said, he was busy getting beat up side the head up by my mother and, and the rest of my sisters. So I have uh, six sisters, actually. One that I'm uh, raised up with, other ones that spent time on Black Wall Street, north side of town, uh, by my grandparents, who I still live in. So that's a blessing, not a curse. But, uh, you know, so a lot of my ingestion and digestion of what I'm saying has been learned just for myself, and I just extend that by what others say or what you would call books or articles or newspapers or just people walking down the street or going into Starbucks. So when I was in college, uh, 2009, at Oklahoma State University in uh, Stillwater, you know, I used to spend like all day, almost literally, from uh, 2 when I would get out of class, 2 p.m., up until like 12 a.m., and people used to come up to me and like, hey, our day, you know, like, how, how do you do that? And, you know, the, you know, the time would just hit and miss me. I wouldn't even feel it because I'm just looking at people. I, li- I love to look at life because life wants me to learn, so I like to learn it. Before it meets me halfway, I'm already there. So a lot of this stuff I'm saying hopefully just resonates with people, but people just got to understand, especially the original people, because those are the only people that I'm talking about. This is what this show is made for, is that we, we, complete, we complement each other as man and woman on purpose. You know, it's, you don't have to be so uh, in yourself to not hear what other people have to say. It's, it's their reality, and everybody has a created space. They have a circumference. They have a 360 degree of their own knowledge that they have from what they see or don't see, and that's fine. Ignorance doesn't mean it has to be negative. It's when people constantly act on ignorance and then affect other people's lives with the ignorance. And we don't have that type of power yet, not really. You know, uh, where we own Walmarts or... Uh, Albertsons or Best Buys or, you know, 
to actually say that this person can't have this job because of how they look or because of the history of these people. Because you know what's bigger than them not just giving us certain jobs just because of how we look. I mean, they, they know what we are, essence-wise, the so-called Illuminati stuff, you want to go into that. So, you know, they do it because of our melanin. They do it because they don't have it. They do it because of our history because they know that they don't have it. So understand you had greatness. You still have greatness, but you've got to do great things. You can't just put it all on your ancestors and not become that what you read. You've got to read with wisdom. You've got to read because you're doing it. And uh, this blog talk radio show, Black Mason Clubs broadcast, is a result of greatness being done, not just being read. So um, people just, you know, just, just go in life as a shepherd with his fans, you know, as, as your Jesus or Allah or Muhammad or whoever, and just, and just do it for the learning, do it for the love. Um, and uh, if people can't see your difference, then that's just because they're not too different to see it. So just be your own world. You know, everybody is, I always look at everybody just like a planet. Like when I talk to somebody, I got to respect their rules and their laws until I'm able to land, get there, have a conversation. Then we can have a, you know, discussion about change or building from that change. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take another call. Thank you so much, Ade, for all of Thank your you. input and calling us. Right. Please, stay, right. please stay tuned. If we have more time, I'd love to get some more of your input, okay? All right. All right. Okay. All right, so next we're going to go to, um, this is an online um, listener and a general awesome official. You are on the air if you're ready to speak. Hello. So Hi, how are I you just, doing? I'm all right. You? Wait, I'm sorry, could you, start, could you start with your name and where you're calling from? Oh, uh, my name's Richard, and I'm actually calling from Canada with a question about, uh, I'm just wondering, because I've been following a lot of American culture stuff recently, and it seems that all of all Americans, doesn't matter what race, is becoming even more segregated. People encourage, don't, don't um, allow interracial anything, and it, seem, it just seems so contrary and medieval compared to the rest of the world, because the issues you're talking about, if race was removed from the picture, would apply to like 95% of all the people in North America. Okay, um, I hear what you're saying with that, with, with race, but you have to stand that race is actually a very important factor, and it's not that black people want race to be an issue. We actually don't want race to be an issue. We actually really wish that we could leave out into the world without thinking about race. Um, I'm going to guess that you were Caucasian? Yes, um, but it is different up here. Like, um, there was never slavery in Canada, for example. Um, like, my group of friends is just, there's literally everybody of every race. It's just a lot more normal to have, in, like, interracial friendships, non-segregated things here. I just don't, don't understand why there's so much segregation in the United States. It just seems so, like, all I can say is medieval. Okay. Well, addressing that also, one, I actually think that's pretty cool that you didn't have to grow up around um, an area where race was an actual issue. Uh, that must have actually been great. But for us in America, that actually isn't the issue. Even I, I was uh, raised in California, and um, I, I, you know, I grew up around a lot of different races. And when I was a child, I really didn't know too much about um, racism and uh, the different races and stuff, but that was when I was much younger. You know, children, they don't really see it. And I had a lot of different friends from different races, and I actually still do 
you know, associate my, myself with other races um, as far as, you know, if, if we're doing something, I don't, you know, hate any other races at all. I don't really despise anyone um, individually from um, a different race. But me, even growing up in liberal California, I had to learn really quick that race is a factor. And like I said, we don't want to have to deal with it, but it's imposed upon us. So, you know, it has to be an issue for us, and it has to be something that we have to deal with and that we have to discuss. And we don't have the option of saying, hey, let's all sing kumbaya, because we're at the bottom of the totem pole. You know, we can't afford to look out for anyone else but ourselves right now. You know, you have to think about if you have a boat, and, you know, we're both on the ocean, you have a boat, and I have a boat, but my boat has a hole in it, and your boat is just fine, why would I be helping you with your boat? I need to be focused on, you know, the hole in my boat before I sink. I can't be worried about you and what's going on with your boat. Your boat is just fine. I need to take a look at my boat. I don't have the luxury of, of inquiring about what's going on with your boat. So that's that's where black people are. We're in a, a boat, a sinking boat. You know, we need to, to find the hole and fix it quick before we, we – we, really just, I don't know, I don't even know if we can go any lower than really than what we are now. You know, the, the world looks at us as trash. You know, like I said, we're at the bottom of the, the, the social level in, in business and social life. I'm sorry? I think that's just in America. I would recommend you take a trip through Canada because um, that would definitely not be the case here. Well, um, and that's all, that's all good for Canada, but in the rest of the world, we still, you know, I've been outside of the country twice. I've been to Nigeria, and I've actually been to London. And uh, when I went to London, I actually saw a lot more black people than I actually expected. It was like, wow, it, it was probably about the same uh, number that I saw. I'm, I'm not as sure about the, you know, the numbers. But um, that I saw there uh, was pretty much the same part here. And, you know, so, and I speak with them. Of course, there's racism everywhere. You know, I don't know about Canada. I haven't been to Canada. But everywhere in the world, we are seen as the bottom. Even if you go to India, where mostly everyone is brown, you still have the darker brown people are still at the bottom. You know, they're called the untouchables. I mean, so it's a very big issue. Even it might not be that way in Canada, not sure. But it is everywhere else, and we are forced to deal with it. So with us, uh, we have to come together, we have to be a family, and we have to stick together and work together, together with each other. And it, might, it may sound racist outside of the black community, but inside it's not, and every other community does it. But when black people do it, for some reason it gets so much attention, and it's like, oh, you know, we're the racist ones because we want to stick to ourselves and help our own people out. But everyone else, they shop in their own communities. You know, they marry within their own families, and their culture is strong. Black people don't even have a nation. We do not have a nation at all, and they give us these um, pseudo-leaders, you know, who really are just padding their pockets. And so black people, we're, we're really just like, you know, sheep running around without a shepherd. And everyone else has everything united except us. So we have to focus on black relationships and black families and black economics and starting our own nation so that we can be heard and taken care of properly. Because if we don't take care of ourselves, who else will? I, I can appreciate that. But I can tell you, 
just from the way things are run here, that if you stop segregating, things will work better. For example, um, in Canada, you will have subsidized housing blocks that are that are in between all of the all of the super expensive houses, and it causes people to just come together as a community just because of location. And overall, it brings everybody's quality of life up. I don't think having big neighborhoods of of low-income housing and big neighborhoods of expensive houses and another neighborhood of middle class is is a, the right way to deal with things. I think if if there is an issue and a pay gap, put all the ha- put all the people into one neighborhood, and that will eventually. Co- what what happens is you have kids w- that will grow up together, and they'll kids of every every um, culture will come together, understand each other better, and help help each other in in times of need. And I don't I don't think segregating more will solve anything because here well, that's that's how it works, and everybody everybody gets along. Okay, well, um, a few things with what you stated. Um, let's start with the segregation. Um, when we were, do you, have you heard of Black Wall Street? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, Black Wall Street is, uh, it's a city in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where um, when black people um, were liberated or whatever, we pretty much had to stay to ourselves because we couldn't go to white restaurants or white hospitals or pretty much white anything and, and use their facilities. So we had to, of course, start our own and, of course, uh, patronize our own. Well, that in turn led us to become millionaires. And we had a thriving, affluent black community there. Well, you know, of course, that was too much for our surrounding neighbors who happened to be Caucasian. And so they ended up, um, long story short, um, pretty much starting a riot and, you know, killed a few people. And even uh, bombs were dropped onto it. Okay, so um, us separating ourselves actually helped our community, and it, 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 it gave, it kept our money into our community. We had better economics. We had more love for each other. Now, what you're saying that if we had the um, houses, you know, together with the different uh, communities, well, one, we've already tried that, and um, it's called gentrification. You know, usually the white people will move out and the black people will be stuck somewhere, and then if the white people want the area again, they'll just move the black people right on out and then put the Caucasians right back there. So that doesn't work really either. And then, too, you have to look at who controls America. Um, it's the Caucasians who are in control, not black people. So even if black people was okay with that idea, which usually black people are because wherever white people move to, that's where black people usually like to follow. Um, so, and then, you know, white people, like, once it's, you know, one too many Negroes there, they like to, you know, of course, move on out. So um, if black people were in control, black people would have it. They would have it set up that way. You know, they would have it to be where, you know, they lived around white people and that we could all get along. Black people really love all races. Black people are very inclusive. Um, The only time you really find black people who you guys call a racist, which we can't really be considered racist because we don't have any power to be racist, um, we can, we cannot at this point in time hold anyone down. So um, we well, can't be racist. Well, we can't be as separatist. But black people don't like to be separatist, really. As a whole, black people like to be inclusive, and black people like being around other people, and black people like other people who like our culture and everything. So it really it's not on us. I mean, but we uh, unfortunately are forced to deal with it. I guess that things are different there, and I, I don't think you can really lump in 
all Caucasians. It seems America has a lot of problems due to extremely racist conservative people, which seems to be a small percent, which we don't have that issue up here. Even, even California, which to your standards is, would be a liberal state compared to Canada, is considered very, very conservative. Um, I just, it just makes me sad to see America rip itself apart because the, what we've got going up here, I mean, we have our own issues, but race is not one of them. Well, that, that actually sounds really nice, and I'm sure there's a lot of black people who, uh, here in America who would love for things to be that way, myself included. I would like the fact that I don't have to think about race every day, but every day that I leave out of the house, I cannot forget that I am black, no matter how much I try. Okay, and let me, let me tell you this, okay, because I, I believe you're the one who said, well, why, you know, don't black women uh, just find a white man who likes black women? Well... The black, a lot of white men who like black women are still racist, okay, just because a white man might have sex with a black woman or because a white man might be sexually attractive to a black woman. That does not mean he respects a black woman or views her as his equal or even as his God. Um, I've had plenty of white men who have come on to me, and um, they say some really disrespectful things sometimes without even realizing how disrespectful it is. As in, the, they'll say, hey, um, what are you mixed with? And I'll say, I'm not mixed with anything. I'm fully black. And they're like, oh, no, 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 you got to be mixed with something. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. You know, my, my mother's black. My father's black. My grandparents on each side are black. I'm black. And they're like, no, you're too pretty to be just black. But see, they're thinking that they're giving me a compliment. But it's really offensive to me. Yeah, so, I, I, I can completely understand that. And up here, we would just consider someone like that a moron, um, and there certainly is a lot of them around, but I, you, I don't think it would be necessarily fair to say that all white people would do something like that, because... Oh, definitely um, not. Definitely not. It, it, it's definitely not all white people who do that, for sure. There's, there's no race that has all the people doing one thing. Like, that's not ever true. going to happen. It's just... So yeah, I, don't uh, give, I don't want to give the Caucasian race credit just because... Some, you know, Caucasians don't do it because some Caucasians do. And unfortunately, I ran into more who do than more who don't. But once again, that doesn't stop me from, like me, honestly, I wish I could be indifferent to everyone else of a different race. But unfortunately, I can't. You know, I really, I would really rather not even consider you guys, to tell you the truth. Uh, like, but I have to. I'm forced to, you know, unfortunately. So, I don't want to think about you guys in a bad way or in a good way. I really just want to focus on getting my people to where we should be at our level. Then maybe later on we can focus on you guys, you know, but we're not even on the same level right now. So all of my focus and energy, and I feel like every black person's focus and energy should be going to um, bettering our race, creating our nation. Um, and getting, you know, the families back together because otherwise, you know, we're just going to die off. And I don't think, you know, I don't think we want that. And honestly, I don't think any other race wants that because um, a lot of cultures pull from our culture. You know, we, we, we make cool cool, you know. And then we have a lot of inventors who have invented things that we still don't get credit for. And you have to think, if we're slaves and we're inventing things, do you really think we're going to get credit for every single invention that we made? You know, we're really smart. If you look up the, um, the, the smartest family 
in the world. It's like it's a Nigerian family. Um, they live in London right now. So I don't think anybody else, and plus we're the progenitors, you know, of all races. So if we die off, I mean, what's left for anyone else? So I, honestly, I don't think it would be beneficial for anyone to just, you know, have us die off. So I, I believe that we should be, um, what's the word, uh, I don't want to say helped because I don't feel like we should be, we need to be helped because we're smart enough and capable enough to do it. But at least we should be left to our own devices to get ourselves together, you know, and not really have to worry about if, oh, if we're looking racist or if, we shouldn't have to really worry about anything else. And as much as other races complain about us, I would think that they would want us to do that. You know, a lot of times you hear, oh, black people are lazy or, oh, black people don't really do anything or we don't have anything to offer. Well, if we were able to get our own selves together on our own devices and took care, be able to take care of ourselves, you know, then nobody would have anything to worry about, especially since people think, which is untrue, that, you know, most black people on welfare and stuff like that. Like, well, you know, if, if we had a chance to get our own devices to work on our own, with our own devices to work on our own and get ourselves together to where we don't need any help or assistance or anything from anyone else, you know, that would be beneficial to everyone. So it's so many reasons why, you know, um, people should support us um, coming together and focusing on ourselves and not look at it as we're being racist or trying to be a separatist as in, you know, as as if it has to be against anyone else. For us to love ourselves and to work on ourselves, why would we have to be against someone else? And I, the same thing I say with black people who like to go and, um, let's say, um, like there was a story where um, there was some, um, I forget if it was a sorority or a fraternity, where they won the right to exclude black people from being in their um, their club. Well, I feel like why were black people even trying to apply uh, to be in that club? Why would you want to be somewhere, even with the civil rights movement, why were we marching and parading to beg Caucasians to sit in their restaurants? Okay, that's ridiculous, you know. Why would you want to be somewhere where someone doesn't want you? I like myself enough to not chase after someone who doesn't want me. You know, I feel like I'm great enough to where someone else should have to chase me. So I think all that civil rights movement and all that crap is BS, okay? We don't need anyone's help. We don't need to chase after anyone to do anything. We can stand on our own. That's it, that's pretty sad, I must say. And why is that sad? It's just that that's even an issue because, like, I, I really do have to recommend you come take a uh, vacation in Canada. I think it would be best not during the winter season, but... Um, because up here, like if you look at our statistics, if you um, if you uh, look at the major like populations in prison, um, black people are not are not the majority of, pr- of prisoners here. Um, p- uh, university graduates are starting to balance are starting to balance off like all races per capita equaling equaling off. Um, like things here is just so different, and a lot of this stuff seems completely alien to me. The whole the whole racism issue, like here, like the whole idea of excluding people based on race in a sorority, that do, that is like completely unheard of. I can tell you, growing up, nobody really, really even thought race was an issue here until American news started really coming in heavily here. It it, it just seems to be so local to America, and it's just really sad to see people do that to each other. Okay, well, how about this? 
since you say that I should take a vacation down uh, in Canada, I really don't know how that would change my perspective of racism in America, I don't, other than I don't just enjoying not feeling racism in Canada. But I believe that you should come on down to America, maybe, you know, do the little blackface test and go through the world and see how it feels to, to be black and how how very stressful it is. I've, there was this guy who actually did the test, and he couldn't even stay black for, like, I don't know, an hour or something like that. Like, <laughs> like the stress is so much just being black, just walking outside, you know, that it's, it is very stressful. And, yeah, it is sad very sad but once again it's our issue to deal with but it's not our issue that we created and and like I said we would love for it to be different but unfortunately it's not maybe you can have some of your um, American counterparts you know come together and say hey this is ridiculous let's treat black people better maybe Um, you can start a campaign for that I do have to say I have been to America and just my experience just observing how people are treated there was fairly disgusting and I have no intention on going back. Just well, in see, general. Now you see what we have to deal with. So really it's not us. I mean, really you should be supporting us and saying, you know what, this is right. You know, you guys should at least be able to get yourselves together so that, you know, everyone can be on equal playing fields. Now, if everyone is like on equal levels and everything and then, you know, stuff goes down, then what can someone say? But we've always had a disadvantage. You know, we would get killed for even being able to read. So, I mean, yeah. like, and then things, things, are, things are transferred down from generation to generation. And a lot of Caucasians in America like to say, well, hey, I didn't have anything to do with racism. You know, my, my family never owned any slaves or, you know, my parents never owned any slaves. Well, your parents may not have owned any slaves. Your grandparents may not have owned any slaves. But your great-great-great-grandparents did. And all that money that was accrued and accumulated from slavery, you guys are still benefiting from that today. And all of the things that was taken from us and all of the atrocities that was committed to us and all of the families that were separated during slavery, we're still suffering those things today. So you can't really take the blame, you know, off of slavery and say that. And I'm not saying that you said this, but just in general that, you know, we we still suffer from slavery, so you can't really say that, you know, we, we can pretty much move on from it without there being some type of, um, recompense or something, you know? I, I, can, I can appreciate that, but I can say for sure my parents didn't own any sla- My grandparents or great-grandparents didn't own any slaves as slavery was not legal in Canada, and Canada was actually a major refugee place for uh, black Americans trying to escape slavery. So um, I guess that shows the history of this country versus America. Well, I mean... Like I say, Canada, that, that's, that's pretty cool for Canada. And, you know, too bad uh, America is not like Canada. And hopefully Canada stays that way, but um, it seems like America is uh, moving towards uniting with Canada, so I don't know how long that will last for. Um, I think America is going into the third world these days. Um, if you look at just general statistics, how – how the country's going into into the hole. The uh, your education system, for example, is worse than Thailand, which is a very bad third world country for that. Um, it's the whole issue. I think America has a major issue, and then it's just race racial tensions are just a symptom of a small group of people who are trying to corrupt the country for their own benefit. 
You have, you have. Oh well, that's definitely true. You have a few people at the top who legitimately don't care about anybody. Doesn't matter the race. They hate everybody except for themselves. Who are go- and they're going to run your country into the ground unless people stand up and deal with it. And that's definitely true too. But see, and and it would be great for us to all unite and say, hey. You know, they're trying to bring down America, so let's all stand together and unite. But we've done that before. You know, um, we've gone into wars with Caucasians before, and we were promised certain things when we went to war for Caucasians. And when it was time to come to pay, we always got the short end of the stick. You know, so still, black people cannot afford to worry about anyone else but themselves because... It's like, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're hungry and you're like, you don't have any money and you're like, you know, you, you're going to trick someone into, into giving you some food. But then when it comes time to pay, <laughs> you know, you've already eaten, so you're not really too much worried about giving them their money. But now this person is giving you food and they want to get paid. Well, that's how it is with black people. Hey, we've given you our food. We want to get paid. But, you know, the Caucasian's like, well, we, we've already ate. So, you know, you're going to have to try to get it from us somewhere. We ain't got it right now. You know what I mean? So we don't have that. We don't have that luxury to even include anyone else but ourselves because history will not repeat itself again, not on my watch. We're not Every single treaty that the Caucasian has made, they have broke. So I'm good on, you know, trying to work together. Think it's, it's, I don't necessarily think it's fair to exclude anyone who wants to help, regardless of race or anyone who's interested to learn. Because there are now, when you say that, help, what do you what do you mean by help? Because there's different type of ways that you can help. Some is accessible and some isn't. Well, like it, for example, here where there are bad neighborhoods, um, what is done is community centers are built and volunteers come in place to um, to keep children out of trouble during the during the summer. And um, it's done by giving them free day camps, they um, free food and drinks, sporting equipment, and they are it's it ends up benefiting the whole neighborhoods and reducing crime in the neighborhoods without making any arrests, for example, just setting up community centers and entertaining the children in the neighborhoods. Yeah, once again, that's a, that's a great idea, but it still doesn't help us as a whole. Do you agree that black people should have their own nation? I don't think anybody should have their own nation based on race or religion. Really? Really. So how do you think nations should be separated? Or do you nations, think nations should be separated? Realistically, eventually, it's all going to be one big group of people, but nations are separated based on just historical borders. If you treat them as arbitrary lines of, group, of groups of people, it, it, it works out better. I know it seems weird, but like here, we have people of every race. We have refugees from every country, and a lot of them end up doing really, really well for themselves and succeeding. It, it, I just don't understand the, the racial divides in the U.S., and it makes the United States, at least on the international level, look very juvenile. How do you not understand the race separation in America when you understand slavery? I understand the concept of slavery. I have, I'm of Irish descent, and uh, my ancestors were slaves as well. Yeah, you know, I hear Caucasians say that, you know. <laughs> I know, There's a difference it, between between Caucasian slavery or the slavery that Caucasians went through and the I slavery that... I the history books because it was pretty brutal. 
not the American okay, explain, history. Explain, explain, Irish explain, history. explain you're, you're pretty brutal. Um, try the, the women being raped, um, the men being, when they couldn't dig ditches, being beaten, killed, having their throats sl- uh, slit open. Um, it's, it's pretty bad. It's equivalent. Uh, not really, because your babies weren't fed to alligators, okay? Your men didn't have their testicles and uh, penises cut off. Um, yes, your, you didn't have not the you alligators. Didn't have the, you didn't have the, um, the slicing of the woman's stomach, pulling out the babies and bashing it, you know, on the head. Um, let's even just go to now. You guys have your own nation. You have your own country, okay? We, we don't have any of that. We don't have a nation. We don't okay, have our I, own I, country. I we don't have any land. Because that's that's like what you're saying now is extremely racist, and the the and that's the the underlying issue America has. Which part um, is to, racist that I said? Because you you were amounting slavery that was happening to other people, saying it's less, and um, sh- um, making un unresearched statements um, to try and d- belittle the slavery that other people went through. And that, it's just because on race there. And I think that, that itself is racist. I think slavery well, is slavery. Well, first, slavery. let me go ahead and cut you off. I, um, how, how, what statement did I make where I belittled someone else's you were, you were trying You were trying to say that the, because people were, because there was Irish no, slaves that didn't go through that anything. I made? You were saying that you, you made a whole bunch of broad statements about um, not, right, um, which not just, being just cut open. All of them. You 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 haven't you well, haven't back. Yeah, that's that. that's why you can't really make. That's why you can't really say what I said because I did not say anything that belittled anyone else's slavery. Okay, I only stated you said, what happened well, to us. You said specifically. Well, I don't well, know how you not, feel that 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 belittled anyone else's suffering. And you said specifically that what the the slaves of white people, which it, it wasn't just white people, it was specifically Irish, is it was different. And by just saying it's different, you're, you are implying... So I say Caucasian, and I believe you are still Caucasian. See, then you yourself are a racist for making that judgment. There that is a you're Caucasian? Statement. Well, no, no, no. That, that you're making judgments about me because of... Uh, because What's the judgment that I, am. that I made? And I'm saying, like, where I'm at, nobody makes those judgments. Can you tell me the judgment that I made? You were implying that anything, and you also have someone in the chat there who is exceedingly racist. But um, you were implying but, but that let's get back to me, this experience is less because I'm a Caucasian. Yeah, but, but don't, but don't say that I implied. You said I made statements and all this other stuff. You're gonna have to if you're gonna accuse me of something, you're gonna have to, you know, reference what you're accusing me of, and you cannot but, do that. No, so that would make your argument on that null and void. You didn't back any of your arguments either, so your arguments would become null and void as well. I didn't back any of my arguments. Um, yes. Really, I don't even know what you mean by that. But as far as that goes, um, you don't understand slavery. You don't really choose to, even though you said you've come over no, here I in America and, and I do see what it happens. I think you really just want everything to be kumbaya. Right. And we as black people, we don't really have time for that. And actually, no, we don't really have too American much time left on this show. You don't have time for that. You as Americans do not have time for that because the culture is different in the rest of the world. And your country is going to burn well, to the ground because you people are uneducated and stupid. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm not, thank you for your opinion. Clearly, I'm saying we, all we, Americans, we've shown, I mean, we've seen there. who is uh, ignorant and, you know, uncertain. So I'm we're going to go ahead and move, move forward with the cause. Thank you for calling in. 
We're going to go ahead and go to the area code 951-258-0749. You are on the air if you are ready to go. I just wanted to um, add a little bit to what the previous gentleman was saying about how he doesn't think that we should kind of band together and kind of put our nation, you know, as one. Um, but other nationalities do it. I mean, there's in many different areas of the world, there's, you know, Chinatown, Koreatown, um, you know, Germans have their places that, you know, there's mainly German businesses and housing um, there. So why is it that when black people um, want to band together and build their nation and their economy that we're wrong? Um, no one's saying that, you know, how would that affect anybody else's economy? I mean, which I know will affect me. Uh, okay, um, what's your name and where are you calling from? Say that again? What's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, my name's Nikki. I'm calling from Texas. All right. Okay, continue with what you were saying. So, I mean, I just don't understand why it's so frowned upon for us to want to band together and, and raise ourselves when other nations have done it, continue to do it, um, and they won't stop doing it. Well, you know what, and that's a good point to make because when, when other races refer to us um, at the level that we're at, they like to say, hey, you know, the Irish came over here and, and you know, they, they have to do this and they have to do that. Like you said, they, they had slavery and, you know, they have to work and build things and, you know, they brought themselves up. Okay, that's great. You know, oh, the Chinese came over here and did it. Oh, you know, everyone came over here and was able to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Why can't black people do it, right? Okay, so now when black people say, yeah, we want to do that, you know, no matter that we went through slavery and you guys aren't going to give us any reparations or any, you know, thing for, you know, pretty much repairing what you did to us, we're still going to come together ourselves and do it. They want to say, hey, you guys are racist. Uh, you guys, you know, you're being a separatist. You know, right. You shouldn't really want care. to separate yourselves. Part of the even, though, right, even though your country has done you so wrong, you guys shouldn't want to separate yourself. <laughs> you should go ahead and want right. to build your your country together, even though you have built this country on your back, um, but right. continue to do it, but also be belittled by everyone in, in your country and the media. Um, and then, like, you mentioned the reparations, and that is even funny um, because everyone has known about, you know, what's considered the Native Americans and also the Jew, the Caucasian Jews, um, and how they have received reparations and continue to receive certain reparations. Um, but it's As funny a matter of fact, someone... America still gives them, I forgot how much, I think it was like between a million and three million dollars a year. No, I'm sorry, it's more than that. It might be even a billion. I, I forget the numbers. But we give them money every year, okay? So right. even to compare then let to them... anyone else. But right, let us mention it and then let's move on from slavery. You guys didn't earn that. Your your ancestors were slaves, not you you're not entitled to it. But I mean you spoke upon that also yourself and was saying how our ancestors, you know, helped build the wealth of the um Caucasian American family and they are still today benefiting from that. And there was, you know, news stories not long ago about these different um companies who have now you know, going on the books 
and have said, like, yes, um, you know, we were part of the slave trade. We, um, I forget, there's railroad companies where they would hire slaves from their owners um, and pay their owners, I believe it was like $10 a week for and to have them build their railroads. And these railroads are still in operation, but no one's saying, hey, 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 you guys should shut down because you guys are built on slavery. It's no, it's okay because, you know, it was built on slavery, and that was long ago, but we can't say, hey, you know what, we should benefit from our ancestors. Our ancestors right, they still have lives. insurance companies. They still have insurance companies today who insure slave ships that are still in business, you know. So Not only slave they're ships, definitely but benefiting off of us while we are still suffering. We are still right. suffering. Exactly. Well, and I also um, wanted to just make a little... Another comment um, earlier, one of your other guests had mentioned about how, um, you know, different um, black men will say how they're not attracted to black women or they kind of frown upon black women. And I just wanted to say that that is, it's not necessarily against black women. That's against themselves because, one, that's self-hate. And if you can't love yourself, you cannot love someone that looks like you. Um, so how do they feel about their mothers and their sisters and their cousins that's also black? And so... I'll tell, you know, those other females, don't, one, you wouldn't want a man that feels that way about you. But two, don't take that upon yourself as far as making you feel bad because they don't want you, because they don't want themselves initially. And they were looking for, that's usually, um, they don't want their kids to be black, so they want biracial kids because they feel like they look better. So it's more self-hate, not women hate. They don't like themselves, so I'm just asking And that's a, that's a great point to make, yeah, um, because I feel like, um you would definitely have to be insecure and not like yourself for that to even come out of your mouth, you know, because if I say something, anything, especially anything genetically bad about my own mother, well, where did I come from? I, I can't surpass my mother, you know what I mean, not genetically. Right. Unless I find, find some outside way to alter myself. So if I'm saying that the genetics that made my mother up is trash, then I'm also saying the genetics that made myself up is trash. So that's another thing that black women have to realize is that when these black men down black women, it's really not because black women are bad or ugly or whatever. It's just because it's their own self-issues that they have to deal with. And you don't need to take on someone else's self-issues. You know, everything deals in energy, okay, and energy transfers. And that person has a whole lot of negative energy going on within themselves. And you don't need that energy transferred to you. Now, you know, you're hating yourself, and now, you know, you're you're dating people who don't even really like you. Like, there's this black girl, and there's a picture of this black girl. I think she's mixed or whatever. And um, she there's a picture of her online where, you know, she's, she has on her body, she hates niggers, and she loves the KKKs, and she her mom's a bitch for being black or whatever. You know, it's like, see, you listening to other people tell you that, just messed your mind up, you know. You allow someone else to tell you something about yourself, and that's the problem that black women have because women generally need to be loved and accepted. Um, a woman cannot exist if she is not loved. I don't care what anyone says, okay. We need that, and um, so we look for that, you know, and, and so we'll do anything to get that, 
But we don't need to do that. We need to be able to stand on ourselves. And if nobody says that they love you, you need to know that you love you and that everybody else just must be psycho. Um, I'm gonna. We we have about 16 minutes left in the in the show. I'm gonna go ahead and um, try to get a few more calls. If we have more time, um, I'd love to come back to the uh, callers that we have before. Okay. All right. I'm going to go to the area code. This is um, 972. Last four 9916. No, I'm just I'm just listening, ladies. I called in earlier. I'm just, just listening. listening. You're just okay. listening. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Okay. Next call, we're going to go to area code seven seven five last four six four eight five. You're on the air if you're ready to speak. Hello. Yes. Hi. I have a really loud background, so I'm going to mute myself, and then can I come in about a little bit later? Oh, yeah, okay, sure, no problem. Okay, um, okay thank about, you. It's about 15 minutes left in the show, so we'll, we'll try to okay. get you in, okay? All okay, right. thank you. Okay, so um, I'll go back to one of the previous callers um, to see if you wanted to add anything else. Area code 562, last four, 9303. If you're ready to talk, you're on the air. Did you say creepy? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, my fault. Yeah, I've been uh, listening to the show. Awesome show, by the way. Thank you. But um, just to go back to the topic of today's show is a black woman queen or are they evil? And with everything that was being discussed today, as far as um, underlying our culture and us in America's eyes starting from slavery, and then a black woman to actually, this is a new day and age, and there is opportunity for us. And, you know, a lot of black women do take that opportunity and going back to the head of household, look for someone to have a head of household. But if they're lacking those skills, you know, we're the ones to voice it because we've been through a lot. We're not going to sugarcoat it. We're going to let it be known and move on if necessary. And I think that a lot of um, men's eyes, that turns us into being evil because they don't want to take that responsibility or to hear it. But that's just in our own race. That's all I wanted to say. You know, um, and to add on that, um, I will agree with that, and I'm going to agree with that for both because I have seen that so much. And as me being a person who realized um, a little while, I'm not going to say a little while ago because it's been a while, um, but I'll say a little while because I don't want to make it seem like, you know, I've just been this, you know, great person with so much wisdom my whole life. But I had to learn that um, you you have to take time to work on yourself. Self, okay, and you and you have to like everybody who gives you criticism is not hating on you, and we really have to realize that that word really is overused. Everything is not hate, and when I was um, taking time out to to do a little, um, you know, self assessment, I said I'm going to listen to everything someone says about me. I don't care if it hurts or if it's bad or whatever. I'm just going to hear it, and whether I agree with it or not. And then, you know, I can either say, well, is what they're saying, does it have some validity to it, or is it just complete bullshit? But at least I heard it, you know what I mean? So then I can know, like, because I can't see myself from the outside. So it takes someone else to do that for me. So I have to say, 
well, let me see what people are saying. And, and, and may, am I really that way? You know, and certain things were true and certain things weren't true. But I took the time to work on myself. So us as black women, we don't always have to be like, what you say about me? I'm what? No, I'm not. You know what I mean? We don't always have to automatically uh, reply with, uh, with a defensive, you know, response. At least, right. at least take the time out to see if what someone is saying is true or not. And, and that even goes, like, for us as a whole because I have to see that, too, like, for black people as a whole. Like, why do, why do people always talk crap about black people, you know? Like, what is mm-hmm. that BS about? And I started watching, um, I was watching all kinds of things, even people who said horrible things about black, black people. You know, I was even watching all kinds of racist stuff. But it gave me mm-hmm. perspective. And I saw that a lot of things that they said, I agreed with, you know. I really did agree with. And I was like, why do they call black people lazy? You know, we built this damn country. But I see why they do call black people lazy because, and not necessarily that I agree with it, but I can see why they call us lazy is because um, we want to, instead of us wanting to start something for ourselves, we rather go and march to, to have someone else include us. You know what I mean? That's lazy, you know? Like, I don't want to build a house, and then just because someone else is, you know, um, righteously, you know, homeless, and say they did something stupid, you know, to get homeless. And now because I built the house, you know, and they don't want to go out and get a house themselves, and they're like, oh, well, let me get this house since you don't need it. They're like, no, that's my house, you know? I don't want you in my house. That's my house. I don't care if I'm not using it. That's my house. That's the same thing with black people, you know? Those they, those Caucasians, they had their restaurants that they didn't want us in. I don't even know why black people want to do it anyway. Personally, I find their food to be bland. But, like, why do you have to feel like you, you have to force yourself upon someone else, you know? So that part, yeah, you see us being lazy with that. So sometimes we just have to take a self-assessment and just say, hey, what the things people, even though it's negative, you know, people don't always have to say positive things about it. So even though it's negative, is it true? Is it true? Okay? Right. So, I mean, that's with black men, too, you know, like how you were saying. With black men, you know, if you tell them, hey, you know, you're this and you're that, and they're like, like, be you tripping, you know, and then, oh, black women are mouthy now, you know. So it's like, no, I'm just telling you about yourself. You know, so it's like no one really likes to, to get criticism. But also, the, the person who is criticizing first, we need to check ourselves. And then, two, we have to see that um, how are we telling someone something about themselves? Is it in a good way? Is it with attitude? Are we, you know, is it in a respectful way? Is it in a caring way? Because a lot of times you can mess something up just by the tone of voice that you're, you're using, you know, and then that person right. won't hear you when you could have been telling them something great. So we really both, as both genders, really just have to kind of, you know, work on ourselves. Did you want to add anything else? Um, no, I, I'll be listening next show. Congratulations. Oh, cool. Great. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to see if, um, if the other caller um, is able to speak now. So um, caller 775-64-65, if you are ready. Um, yeah, I guess I can say a little something. Um, I, I called in because of the topic. What's your, what's, your what's your name and where are you calling from? Oh, this is Ross. I'm calling from uh, Reno, Nevada. Okay. Um, I called in because I, I was interested in the topic of the show. I don't 
I don't think I called in maybe just a little bit too late. I didn't hear the um, the thoughts of other people, whether they thought black woman was God or something different. Um, well, I came in on the we'll conversation. Yeah, I came in on the conversation. To, well, I just called in to the, to the dialogue um, about that, but I, I came in on the conversation of you and the uh, Canadian guy. So... I really don't have any comments. I didn't really hear anything about the topic. So, again, I was just listening. If I pushed one, I didn't mean to. Yeah. Oh, well, well no problem. I um, just wanted to see if, if you had anything to say. But um, the, the topic was being discussed uh, on and off. Um, we did get a few calls with different topics. But um, pretty much uh-huh. um, we, we did get a few gentlemen in here um, who were, you know, uplifting black women and had nice things to say. We didn't really have too many um, who had bad things to say. You came in on the call with the um, other callers to where um, right. you questions, you know, as to why, you know, black women did certain things. Um, okay. But, you know, this is this is a really good conversation topic, and um, I definitely think that we will be revisiting this show topic because um, I mm-hmm. don't think that it is finished. Also, um, I would like to do another one, of course, for the men. Um, so um, definitely with that. And, and then we have, I mean, we even got a few issues just even out of this show that um, I would like to discuss also. Because so far what I heard was very good. Uh So far what I heard was very good and, you know, very interesting. Uh, Very interesting topic for today. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, well, well, thank you for calling in. And I want to thank everyone who has called in. And um, we're going to go ahead and, I guess, wrap the show up. And it was a very good show topic today. Like I said, we will be revisiting this again because I, I do not believe that um, it, enough of it was brought out today and that there are other things that I would like to expand on. And once again, I would like to thank everyone so much for calling in. I appreciate it. And if you have um, any friends that you would like to forward the show to or let them know about us, you can tell them to visit us at www.blacknationclub.com, or you can visit us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash blacknationclub. Also, you can hit us up on Twitter at blacknationclub. Okay, and once again, like I said, thanks you everyone, and I hope you tune in next time.
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.